Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, what's the up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. Like I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. So I want to thank everybody who's been sharing, subscribing, everybody that's tuning in to today. I definitely appreciate you. And, uh, you know, I hope everybody had a good, safe weekend. I know we're supposed to have some snow coming, and everybody kind of bummed out about it because everybody pulled out the shorts, the tank tops, the T-shirts, everybody ready to get live, flip-flops, all kinds of shit slapping, you know, and then they talk about snow. Only in Michigan, baby. You'll see four seasons in the same day. Rain, hail, sleet, snow, and all that good stuff. But uh, we Michiganders, man, and we keep moving forward no matter what. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in again. And uh, we got a special guest today, man. Good young brother, man, that I've been building with for the past couple of months. He got a good story, and uh, I wanted him to be able to share his story with 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 you, you know, so that somebody can learn something and somebody can be inspired by his story. And, uh, you know, I always believed in the, in the each one teach one theory. So, um, you know, without no further ado, I got Robert Ayala here, man. How you doing, man? What's happening, Thanks for having me on, brother. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no it. doubt. I really appreciate you coming, man. Yeah, I love the setup you got here, man. It's awesome. Thank you, man. This is all new, man. Thanks to the DHDC. I got got my banner up, you know, stay tuned. Uh, what, what is it, uh, May 14th for uh, Jose Rivera's fashion show. We're going to be ready for that, man. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah that's what's up, man. So uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, man. Tell them where you're from, where you grew up. All right, all right. Yeah, Um. so I'm from the area. I'm from E-Course myself. Um, born and raised here. Bounced around a lot between basically right down the corner. I was on 7th Street for a good chunk of my life. Uh, moved over to Rouge. We're up high for quite a few years there. Mm-hmm. Um, up and down Jefferson, man. Uh, my mom, God, you know, love her to death. I wish you could be here to see me. Um, my name's Teresa. Uh, shout out to her. My dad, Michael, same as with him. Um, Tell us a little bit about your mom. Because last time, I haven't seen your mom in a, in, in, in a very long time. It's been years, man. And before, I, the last time I had seen her, she was uh, she was dealing in real estate. Yep. She was doing income tax. She was doing all kinds of stuff, yep. man. Yeah, so she's retired now. Thank goodness. Yep, she okay. retired. Um, she's been retired for about... Eight or nine years now, man. Wow. Yep. She uh, got out the game. She uh, started her own business, sold it, and uh, she's been kind of just chilling with my sister for a minute. Um, but she's uh, she's from California. Um, her mom's also from California. She came over here when she was, I mean, probably 17, 18 years old. What part of California? Um, Santa Santa Clara, Santa I believe. Clara, okay. Yep, yep. So, um, yeah, she was born and raised over there for quite a few years. And my mom's got an interesting story. She's got to even, we have to have her around here too, man. Even a better story than me. Um she was uh she was uh in the foster home foster uh care for quite some time wow. her and her brother gerard and my aunt um antoinette and when she was old enough she actually ended up getting custody of her brother and her sister and then wow. from there yeah they ended up coming over to michigan where uh they kind of started just you know living their life my grandma josie her mom kind of made their way back in their lives and i mean you know she met my dad on the same block again right down the street man i think it was seventh street Honestly, yeah, right down I the remember street. that house yep. up there. They had the upstairs apartment, yes, and then sir. they had the downstairs where you guys live, and then they had the down in the basement yep. apartment. I remember. Yeah. yeah, so um that was a family affair. Gerard, everybody mm-hmm. they had the whole up. family. So and and I'll get to that a little later. It it gets that whole story gets way wild after a while, man. Um but then as far as my dad, uh, you know, I was very blessed to come up with two different sides of my family. Mm-hmm. So on my dad's side, um he, I've got an aunt and an uncle over there, and um, you know, on that side of my family, they were much more like go to school, uh, get a job, you know, go go to college, all this other stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, try to try to set up this retirement, you know, that like American dream kind of stuff. And then my mom's side is very much the opposite: uh, hustle, 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 always trying to, you know what I mean, just uh, make make it through, right? So I was very blessed to be able to see both sides of that coin. Mm-hmm. And um, so your mom being at the point. Where she's pretty much retired. She's retired now. Yeah. So she must have done well within her career to be able to kick back and be in cruise control and be cool. Yeah. Um. Fifty fifty. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like we're, we're that's that's what I love about life. Like we're all humans. Mm-hmm. So we all have a, the the mistakes we made, and uh, we all live with those mistakes. But at the same time, we learn from those mistakes, which makes it not so much a mistake, but more of a lesson. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. And I really feel strongly about that because I think anything in life, no matter what. Um, it either makes you or breaks you. And mm-hmm. on that point, you have, if you look at it from that perspective, it's very simple. Because then when you reflect on that later on, you just have to understand which one was it. Did it hurt me? 
Did it mm -hmm. shape me in a negative way or did I let it build off who I am? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, getting back to again, growing up, um, we had it rough. You know, I definitely remember spending, uh, you know, waiting in the welfare line with my mom. Um, we were, you know, we were on that for quite some time, always on some kind of bridge or support. Uh, mm. Until the bridge cards save your life, don't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Even yeah. when I was in my early 20s, man, I had a bridge card. And it, it, it pays off, yeah, man. It I pays bet, off. Man. I, grew, I grew up on, like, Focus, Hope, Wick. Had the Kaboom, oh, the wick Kaboom cart. cereals. Mm -hmm. yep. Uh, yep. We used to go to um, over there on uh, Livernoise and Burner back in the days, and they had a focus hope. We had the cart. We had the blocks of cheese, the can of beef. Everything just cheese, had man. a picture. It's either a cow, a chicken, or a pig. That's or what something. it was. That's what and it that's was. what you knew what it was. You yes, know? sir. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget you walking by, like, the Cocoa Puffs, and then you got to just... The generic bag of the like cow, cow cocoa yeah, or something yeah. like that. As soon as you put milk on it, it gets soggy and everything. It just disappears, yeah, man. I remember I used to be in the car and shit waiting for our turn to go to Focus Hope. My mom be talking shit because people be pulling up with minks on and uh -huh. Cadillacs. And she's like, look at these motherfuckers. Rich yep. as hell, talking about they need some shit. Absolutely. That's, and that's the craziest part about that. And that comes down to, you know, that was actually something that I actually used to see on my mom's side a lot. Okay. And the one thing I never wanted was to be... You know, I'm a person who likes to make my my way. You know, that's what I saw in my family, and that's the way I just I feel that that's what most people need to understand. Like, you know, you can have a lot against you, but at the end of the day, those things your your will to 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 push on can outweigh those those uh, those obstacles. And mm -hmm. I, I really feel strongly about that. Now, there are some things that we can't really help, but I still feel that we have to have that positive outlook on on that situation. So that being said, I knew that's not something that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But I also know that, hey, for some people, look, I, the, the, the game's tough out there, man. They, that struggle's real. So I don't – hey, they eat their own, man. You, that's you how know, I feel about know, it. You know, I, I – um, and it's not to take anything away from anybody or their struggle. Right. But prior to me getting out of prison, like, I used to see guys going in and out, getting out, coming back, getting out, That's got to be back. crazy to see, and they're right? they're always like, bro, it's so hard out there. Like, life is difficult. Like, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm like – Man, I just, you know, I don't remember life being that hard. I remember life is what you make it. If you want something, you go out there and get it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, but but it, it, it was almost a little bit intimidating because I hadn't been out in almost two decades. So when these guys are telling me, man, it's hard, it's rough, it's this, that, bro, I came out here and I've been marching to the beat of my own drum since I got home. I haven't broken my stride for anything. And I've been thriving the whole time that I've been home. Just absolutely. doing good, being progressive, building relationships breaking down barriers, building bridges in any and every way. And I'm just like, you know, I, I know everybody's situation is different, bro. Right. But, you know, I came out here with 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 nothing but but my word, with my ambition, my motivation, my knowledge of self, my knowledge of life, and came out here, bro, and just been prospering, bro, in every way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and sharing absolutely. the wealth of love, of knowledge, of education, of experience, sharing it with the people who are closest to me, you know, like right. I said, how many times we've been over there just building, kicking it, Absolutely, working man. the body, working the mind, all that. Hey, look, shit. I know this is like out there, but like, don't be, you know, I spend way too much time talking to this man at my job, but I don't <laughs> mind it though, man. I don't mind you. I know it, like you said. And that's, that's the beauty again of like building these relationships and understanding that even simple conversations can change someone else's life. Something that mm -hmm. may not seem like a big deal to you. You may say something in a conversation to somebody who mm -hmm. might just be in the wrong space at that wrong time. And those words might change their whole perspective on a situation. Mm -hmm. And you can very well change your lives with that kind of stuff. And that's the part where, as what I do now, I'm a communicator professionally, I guess is the way I'll, I'll say it. Mm -hmm. And um, part of that really helps me get through certain situations in my own life when it comes to talking about, like, you know, my own affairs and talking mm -hmm. to, like, with, like, people in my, my life who I don't have the best relationships with, trying to reconnect with them and get back to that point where I can be on, like, solid ground. That's something that's, like, again, just... Learning the communication skill alone has really helped me with. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, like, you know, you're you're a book. You're a book made of many chapters, and nobody can tell your story better than you can, bro. Absolutely. You know what I yep. mean? Absolutely. And for me, what makes it so easy for me is that I don't have anything to hide. Yeah. I'm not ashamed of anything. I'm not embarrassed of anything. Like, everything that I've been through, bro, my life is an open book. Absolutely. And I realized that everything I went through contributed to something that I was supposed to do or am doing now or in the future. Yep. You know? Yep. So so it makes it easy for me to be able to share myself and share my life with everybody because I don't have anything to hide. I'm fearless. You know what I'm saying? Yep, and, absolutely. And I made peace with everything. Before I got home, I made peace with the whole universe. You know, and I think the crazy part about that is so many people out there had this idea of trying to be something that they're not. 
right? And a lot of that, I, I came to terms with in my early 20s when I realized that ego ha is probably most of everybody's issue when it comes to trying to navigate these situations like that. And what I mean by that is, you know, again, the true self shall, shall set you free has never been more true. If you have nothing to hide and you're just as open as you can be, then you can't be attacked from anywhere that you're not uh, un, that's unsuspecting. No one can no one can say things about you mm -hmm. that aren't true because when you wear that on your sleeve, then everybody else knows that. So I've always had this thing. I've been managing people for quite a few years now, mm -hmm. and uh, you know I always tell people. I tell my employees, part of the relationship I have with them is the fact that if someone were to come up to me and complain and say this employee said this and that to me, because I know who they are. I know that that's not the case. I can decipher it right off the bat, like if this person said that to you or not, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it's, again, through that transparency of someone just being who they are, you can make those determinations, right? Because if I didn't know this person, I, could, I couldn't determine whether or not that's something that they would have said. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you build these relationships where, again, just being transparent with everything, there's really nothing, there's nothing to lose. You know what I mean? There's only, mm -hmm. you can only gain from that situation. But the thing about it is there's so many people out there who cannot get past that barrier, that yeah. obstacle. They have not learned to forgive themselves for some of the things they've done in the past. You know, some of them are ashamed because of the things that they've been through yeah. in the past. You know what I'm saying? Some of them are ashamed because of the things they had to do to get to where they're at today. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just feel like a big part of, be, of being able to heal is to be able to dust the dirt you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. And, 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 and and let everything out of the closet. But you have to be able to face it first before you can introduce anything to the rest of the world. You yeah, know what I mean? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, like bringing that up right there, it's, uh, you know, growing up, um, you know, me, it was always, uh, my dad was always there, but he wasn't there, you know, and that was a big thing for me that uh, I still, you know, deal with to this day. And that's something that, like you said, you know, like, like I said earlier, it makes you or breaks you. So at this point, I'm still learning to navigate around that right now. Mm -hmm. But it's been better than what it was. And part of that is me, myself, allowing the forgiveness in. Because you know what? What always gets me is that you watch these like these things where like, it's on TV and you're not sure. like like These the situations you think can never be real, right? Mm -hmm. And then you realize that sometimes, like, hey, I don't... Me and my dad didn't talk for years, right? Very, very mm -hmm. little. I mean, once, once every six months, maybe. Wow. And then I just told myself, like, hey, the man lives five minutes from me right and then i won't even go out of my way to say hello to him because I, I i just had all this uh this hate for him on the inside you know mm -hmm. but uh it took me for giving hate was it resentment it was a little bit hate, of hate is strong you know what oh it, it was but, a little bit of everything yeah, yeah but it definitely there was some hate in there man like i can't even deny wow. that right yeah now that's i can real, tell you though that's real that's yeah well hate's a strong word like you mm -hmm. said it's got a lot of emotion behind it it's got a lot of meaning behind it right absolutely. so when you say it like i do feel you better mean it right because yeah absolutely it's like a lot of things in life like you start taking things for granted even if it's just a word right mm -hmm. they they become uh the, the power comes it leaves it you know mm -hmm. and uh anyways yeah so you know growing up it wasn't the again i came from two parts of it i came from one side of my family that struggled and i saw the struggle but then mm -hmm. i also came from another side of the family where you know my my grandparents had their shit together. They had they had a house. Like they moved to Allen Park when I was very young. So that started to show me that there was more to life than what my environment was showing me. Mm -hmm. And that's what really started to make my mind think. Then my uncle, I mean, I love my uncle to death. He's actually one of the biggest uh inspirations I've ever had. On your father's side? On my father's okay. side, yeah. Because he went and he did exactly what he wanted to do and he struggled for years. But I will tell you he's the most successful person in our family by far. Wow. By far, yeah, he's a multimillionaire at this point. The guy Damn. makes a lot of money. He loves what he does. He's a great family, um, you know, and I'm sure he's got his own regrets. But for the most part, I'm thinking, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He seems pretty happy. So this is the thing about success. Everybody has a different interpret interpretation yep. of what success is. Agreed. And, and most people will feel like the more money I have, the more successful I become. So, you know, I, I these are classes that I, I took while I was in prison and it teaches you how to do a lot of in, inventory. It teaches you how to be able to identify your thoughts, your feelings, identifying what is a man, what is be, the difference between being a man and being a male. Yep. You know how how a lot of men think that the more women I sleep with, the more money I make, the more people I beat up, that that makes me more of a man. That Absolutely. makes me more macho like and, and it's a reproduction of what men teach their boys, you know. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. our young boys to be, but it's about the moral system, the values, the principles, the integrity, the mannerisms, you know, being a man of your word, you know, being Absolutely. compassionate, being patient, having strength, you know, those are the things that form a man and, and, and make a man, you know, um, worthwhile, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, um, so I, I just, you know, there's so many people like you were talking about just, just living an image, creating an image. I used to tell my brother, even, even when I was in prison, because you never really get to see everything until you take it out of the element. Yep. And then I realized that, man, everybody I'm hanging around with, everybody's wearing costumes. Everybody dresses themselves up with hats and clothes and jewelry. And everybody plays parts and plays roles. And, and they talk, you know, sometimes people dumb themselves down. Sometimes people pick themselves, uh, uh, level themselves up. Yep, you know absolutely. what I'm saying? But everybody's playing a part. Everybody's playing a role. And everybody is not what they what they, what they they are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or what they seem to be. The right. image that they're portraying for people. So, uh, you know, a big thing uh, when I was in my early 20s, again, I got into uh, philosophy, which is what really made me take a big turn in my own lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. That meditation and, you know, the analogy I use today is a square is a square until you look at it from the side and then it's a cube. And that and life's about mm -hmm. perspective, man. You know, with all the information that's out there, all the social media, like I said, all these things, people are trying to be, uh, you know, look at me, I'm 18 years old, I'm a millionaire, look, you know, look at my Ferrari taking all these things. When you know most people know that's not real, but unfortunately, I at this point I don't I don't know if that is the case. I think it's probably 50 50 50 mm -hmm. of people think that's obtainable just through hey give me you know like I should I should deserve that right. Mm -hmm. So they try to fake it, and the other people are faking it, right? Mm -hmm. So um, with that being said, it's like to have this perspective of again when you see a picture online, a picture is what it's two D, it's one side of it, right? You can't mm -hmm. see around; you just look right at the flat image, mm -hmm. and that's like all life. But when you start seeing those different angles, what's going on behind the scenes? What really is this? Mm -hmm. You know, what's the interpretation that this person's trying to show me? First, what's really going on in this picture, mm -hmm. right? And that's the big thing. Like that's like you said, whatever you want to call them, like posers, fakers, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Um, I think all of those, everyone who's like that, it's just like once you realize that's not you, you know, mm -hmm. like. I was like 23. I'll never forget. I had my first, what I say, conscious thought. Like people like to call it woke, right? Mm -hmm. It It's whatever you want to call it. But for me, it was, I started to meditate and I realized that all these opinions that I was having was someone else's voice that I was just saying was my own. And I never mm -hmm. had my own actual opinion. Mm -hmm. So it was at that moment when I started to realize, okay, to have the self-awareness of checking myself and saying, hold up, let me make sure this information is something mm -hmm. that I actually agree with. Let me make sure that this is me not someone else's information and I'm not trying to live through somebody yeah. else or vice versa. Yes, absolutely, man. You know, I know some people who were very, very intelligent, r read multiple books. And then when you have conversations with them, everything, their thoughts, their opinions, everything, all of their knowledge comes from somebody else's quote, somebody else's book. Yep. And it's like, how can I connect with you if you're not telling me you're sharing your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own opinions about something? You yep. know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and you know, the thing about all the other, like, I love it. I, I love, you know, I'm, I, I be swagged out. You know what I'm saying? I, I love I my you, I see you in the gym. Drugs, yeah, I I, I everywhere you. I go, I don't care if I'm working, I'm going to look sweet. I'm going to look right, clean. Right. That, that's just <laughs> who I am. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about it is, how people glorify it and the value that they give to these things. Absolutely. You know what I'm yep. To me, I, you know, like I said, I always ask God for more because the more I have, the more I have to give. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and, and uh, you know, I just, I, you know, my blessings become the blessings of those who are around me. Absolutely. You yeah. Know? There's a, there's actually a great way that that's shown. It's, um, the, the, the way you say it is you can't pour from a pitcher that's half empty, you know? Ooh, that's yeah. the second time I heard that today. Yeah, absolutely. I was I was in a staff meeting today for work, and uh, and, and, and one of the girls in there said that uh, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. You know? And I it, was it's, like, it's, Damn. It's, it's real. It's the mm -hmm. realest it goes. At, at the end of the day, if I put three cups here and I have a pitcher and I pour all three out for you and the other people around us, what's going to happen? I'm going to have this much left for myself. Now, you all have full glasses, right? Mm -hmm. So now when it comes next time around to help you guys out again, I got nothing to give. That's the story right? of my life, yep. bro. So what you do is you put yourself on top of that, right? Mm -hmm. And you put yourself as a glass, not as the pitcher. And you fill yourself up. What happens is you become so full, you start to overflow with success, with fulfillment, with love, with all these things, mm -hmm. with positive energy. Mm -hmm. And that's what trickles down into other people. And that's how you help everybody out, including yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if you put yourself last, I mean, I meet people on a daily basis that, you know, I work with a lot of uh, uh, like middle-aged moms and stuff. And you, you mm -hmm. never, you always hear the story. 
you know, I need me time. Like this time is for me. And I say, mm -hmm. you know, just yeah. because you have these things going on in your life, you have to remember you're an individual. And if you forget that, then you forget who you are. And that's the worst thing you can ever do. And it's crazy because I feel like taking care of myself is the only because I'm a source of power, just like you're a source of power. You're a source of information. You're a source of advice. You're a source of comfort. You know what I'm saying? So people are drawing power from you. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. It's the same with me. But I feel like I take care of myself because I know if I don't, I'm not going to be able to do anything for anybody else. Absolutely. And this is how I live my life. I live my life according to the needs of people. Yep. You know what I mean? And some people look at like, man, you got to stop living that way and this, that, and the other. And, and I understand because for so much of my life, bro, I always ended up with the short end of the stick, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and it was to the point where I just, I resented myself, bro. I hated my own heart, Absolutely. you know, because I hated feeling like, you feel like, like, you're the loser, yeah, man, like, damn, yeah, I feel like I'm the loser. Like I'm yep. willing to give anything and everything that I have to love, to aid, to assist, to help, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But, but you know, I just, you know, I, I just, I accept my blessings as they come i turn to the creator bro and i tell you what bro i don't need for anything i'm not where i want to be financially people look at me they see a chain and nice clothes and they think you're paid i'm not paid bro i, I get a check you know what like i'm saying I, yeah, it's like everybody else exactly I, I do my little projects you know get me a little tools and fuse but it's just the way that i live my life yep. i wake up every day and i feel like a king i feel rich mm -hmm. i eat well i sleep well i love well i yep. live well you know what i mean and you know the thing i would say to anybody who as you said like hey you can't live your life like that the thing is is that and this is something else you know uh when you do what you love it's not like you're even working right it, it comes it becomes a different thing right the money just comes so when you when we tell people hey you need to put yourself first right then they hear us talk and they say well you guys don't you that's not what you're sounding like mm -hmm. what they don't understand is this is what we love to do this is part of the passion of it all so because of that i am putting myself first i promise you that that's mm -hmm. why you're speaking to me today that's why we're speaking to each other right Absolutely. that's why we're at where we're at why we do what we do because of that reason right there we're already living our best lives as much mm -hmm. as we can and yeah. like you said you take the ups with the downs and just understand that at the end of it Look, we are all human, man. That's why I say there, there's no race, there's no gender, there's no age, there's no height, there's no nothing in that, mm -hmm. man. Like, humans are humans, that's what we all are. And, Absolutely. you know, I've always said the one thing that breaks my heart is 99% of people don't have anyone to talk to. And I mean really mm -hmm. talk to. Like, you may have, like, your partner, you're this, you're that, maybe even a therapist or something, but people that you can be straight raw with. I mean, tell them your deepest, darkest mm -hmm. secrets and know that at the end of the day, them looking back at you, isn't just something that they're doing because they feel like they have to, right? It's because they want to do it, right? And you know, that's how I raised my kids while I was in prison because I raised them while I was in prison. Right. And one thing, my the one principle that I always said, I was never going to lie to my kids about nothing. Yep. I always wanted them to be honest. I always wanted to be honest with them about everything because I felt like I would be doing a disservice to them if I sold them a dream. I don't buy dreams and I don't sell dreams. Absolutely. So I was always honest with them because I wanted them to be mature. I wanted them to understand. I mean, you know, th these are my sons, Victor and Emilio Nino. These are his cousins. You know, this is his cousin. Shout out, you two fools. <laughs> but your head, Suze, I've seen them hug you and love you all day long, boy. <laughs> but, um, you know, so so I just feel like honesty has always been the key for me because, I, you know, I'd rather hear the hard truth than a soft lie. Absolutely. You know, but the thing is, sometimes you could be too honest with people where it'll put, they'll want to push you away from them. You right, know what I right. mean? Right, yep. And, uh, you know, so, so trying to get through them challenges and obstacles, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so... You know, because you do need people to meet you in the middle. Absolutely, compromise is part of life. Hundred percent, um, ha has to be a part of life. If it's not part of the life, then you're never going to get anywhere because inevitably you're going to come up to someone else who doesn't compromise as well. And once that happens, you have an impasse. When you have an impasse, especially where we're from, that can lead to more things than you ever want, right? Mm -hmm. Because you know, there's a great little interview from Tupac. He always said, "A real recognized real," and mm -hmm. what he means by that is that. I'm not going to mess with somebody who, who I know is real because it's not worth my time because mm -hmm. they're doing them. I'm doing me. It's a respect factor. It's, you know, mm -hmm. I, I know what I have to do. You should know what you have to do. And on that, we can either be partners in what we're doing or we can mm -hmm. just be individuals. But either way, we don't ever have any, have any beef. It doesn't have to be anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just simple as like, okay, he understands that he's doing him. I'm doing me. Cool. No problem. You know, respect you. See you on the other side. But sometimes that's the law of, the, 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 oh, the the of nature. Though, I know. Because at the end of the day, like... People grow apart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People evolve, you know? Yeah. 
you could be five, ten years with a person and all of a sudden everything's changed. Absolutely. You're heading one direction, they're heading another direction. Their vision has changed, their priorities have changed, the agendas have changed, the mission has changed, the heart has changed, the mind has changed. So that's why I tell people all the time, when you're in a relationship, like love has to constantly be renewed. You don't just fall in love one time and say, okay, this is where we stay. Oh, it's no, a- daily, you. I have to love you, I have to kiss you, I have to hug you, you know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, and, and, and no more so just because uh not not only because it's healthy but because anything can happen bro you know right. what i'm saying and and i always said that everybody i talk to family friends before i hang up when i see them i always tell them i love them you know what i mean Absolutely. because you know you never know what can happen bro and the last thing i want to know is the last time i talked to this person we were arguing or we were mad at each other or something like that yep. you know yeah and the fact that you know so uh my my whole story really starts when i was probably about 17 years old now i i had my my life growing up up until that point was kind of just I feel like I feel everyone has their own story. Mine wasn't the worst. It wasn't the best. As I said, I was blessed to have two sides of the coin. I was blessed to see and live. You know, we spoke about earlier, like my cousins and all that, right? So when I was, I think I was sixteen, I moved in with my mom officially. Fifteen, right? Right then to fifteen, and in that house, we were over there in Allen Park. We had just moved to Allen Park, and uh, we had. 14 people living in a three-bedroom home. And I and you all, you know every single one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, from Minga to Antoinette to Portia to yeah. Jessica to the boys to my sister to my mom to me to Mary, yeah. everybody underneath the sun, to Gerard, everybody. I think it was 13 people at the end of the day when I counted them all yeah, up. The whole tribe. The whole tribe, yeah. So when you talk about stereotypical Mexicans pouring out the house, man, that was us all day. Especially you got Gerard on the porch. You know, Elm Park's pretty quiet neighborhood, too. A man's walking up and down the street with the 40. Hey, but look, then I had the other side of the family, my dad's side, which was very well put together. Everyone, again, went to school, did all this. The the stereotypical, what people would determine successful, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you that on both sides of those coins, the interesting part is that regardless of, like you said, what success equals to some people in their mind, a lot of people think money, status. Mm-hmm. I've seen miserable people on both sides. Absolutely. With both of it, with nothing. And I've also seen... The, the happiest people on both sides too. People who have almost nothing or are struggling, but they have the best attitude in the world. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa, people that are well well off, put together, got an education, all these different things. Again, you equate with success mm-hmm. and are just you know miserable or this or that and don't, don't seem to really find their mm-hmm. way in life. So listen, tell us this. Tell me one thing that your mother taught you that you've applied to your life and tell me one thing that your father has taught you that you applied to your life. Just one lesson yeah. or one quote or something that you So very it's very simple because my dad was a big Bruce Lee fan, right? And love Bruce I, yeah, Lee. Bruce Lee. Who doesn't love Bruce yeah, Lee, right? Dude. Yeah, exactly. I the best Bruce the best one is when he uh, stomps on the dude's head and he's just like crazy ass face. Be like water, baby. Yeah, Be like, like water. water. And that's the so mind over matter is always something. Meaning that if you put your mind to it everything else will follow right and that that has never been more true and as i grew up and again got into meditation i realized that that is the truth of of life man um Mm -hmm. you set a goal you go after it you focus on nothing but that you hit your goal end of story man people Mm -hmm. wonder how could how it's so hard to be a doctor it's really not you show up at the college you say i want to be a doctor they lay out a list of shit to do you do those things on that list some people it's easy to do some people it's hard talk about all the factors in between no one said it's going to be easy. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, though, you do those things, you're a doctor, man. I promise you that. That's the mm-hmm. that's the way it works. It's anything in life. You want to get out of the situation you're in, get a plan. Write mm-hmm. it down. You see what I'm saying? And then my mom's side, what she had taught me was basically treat everyone the way that you want to be treated. So okay. just be humble, man. Like, you're not better than anybody else. You know, mm-hmm. and my dad also on the same notes used to say things along the lines of like, just like Bruce Lee, I used to ask him, so is Bruce Lee the, be- like the toughest guy in the world? He'd be like, there's there's never the toughest. There's always someone's tougher. You're never the mm-hmm. smartest. There's always someone smarter. You're yeah, never the fastest. Always, there's yeah. always someone's. So on that note, you got to humble yourself, man. Like, no one's the best. If you ever walk into a room thinking you're the smartest one in there, you're the you're the biggest fool, man. <laughs> yeah. that, that's like the that's realest, like that's, that, that's the realest yeah. I can be about it. Because, you know, again, people come from this place of like, who this is who I am, right? Thinking like, you know, how many times do you think someone walks in a room and says, I'm smarter than that person. I'm definitely smarter than that person. I could probably beat that person up. Like, man, get out of here with all that. You're on the wrong page. Yeah. You know what I mean? If that's the page you want to be on, go ahead. Like, that's a different book for me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm on something completely different. I look at everyone and just, you know, uh, whatever you are, 
I respect. At the same time, I also just ask for respect. And from there, we can just be real with each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether our our missions in life align, they do. If not, it's no big deal. Yeah. But those two things right there brought me a long way. It taught me to, A, respect people. And I, you know, I can never thank my mom more from that. Mm-hmm. And then my dad, he just taught me that as long as you have the mindset to do it, nothing's going to stop. You just, as they say, get knocked down and get back up. Yeah. If you can continue to do that, you never lose. Mm-hmm. Quitting's quitting, but that ain't quitting, you know? That's and, dope, man. That's determination, man. Right. And like a difference, I, uh, this is an, I love this quote, man. The difference between a dream and a goal. Can you tell me what that is? Do you know? The difference between a dream and a goal. Yep. Well, a dream is a vision and a goal is a mission. Right. So for me. Yeah. So the way I say it is basically the same thing. So a dream, one has the future, one doesn't. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, a dream okay. never has the future because it's a dream. Ooh, right? Like when you think of a dream, you, you, right? you see what I'm okay, saying? But when you, you have a goal, yeah, when you have a goal, that shit's happening. End of story. Because yeah. you told yourself in your brain, there ain't no there's nothing's gonna stop me, right? Mm-hmm. Just like just like you you getting out, right? That's that's not, not going any other way. Like this is the goal. Like no matter what we gotta do. This mm-hmm. is what's happening, period. End of story, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's like, um, you know, because while while I was in prison, I had time to think about every single thing in my whole life from I'm childhood bad, all the way on up and backwards. You Real know quick, what I mean? How, how's that hole? That hole suck, man? Is that what they talk about in the movies? I never been. I, listen, brother, let me say this, bro. The hole is a place that was made to break your spirit. I've heard. It's, I've heard. it's in place for discipline to break you down. But brother, let me tell you this, and let me tell everybody else. I did the most growing while I was in the hole. I became so conscious, so aware while I was in in the hole. Like I had everything stripped of me. All all that I had was me. You know what I'm saying? So I did, that's where I did all my internal work because there's nothing to look at but walls. So I looked inside, I started reading books. I started putting pieces together. You know what I mean? Yep. I started coming up with a new belief system. I had new comprehension skills. You know what I mean? And and I'll tell you, bro, like they said, man, you can be in a world full of darkness, bro. In a world full of darkness, just be one spot of light. You know I what I mean? I remember you saying? told me that before, yeah. Absolutely, bro. And um, and I'll tell you, man, it was and, and then living in a hectic environment. Everything is aggressive. Everything is angry, mad, miserable. So going to the hole sometimes was giving me a break from the population, having to deal with the politics, the police, administration, and all that. You know what I mean? So it benefited me. But that's because I am who I am. Right. Now, other people may have had experiences where it did break them mentally. It did break them emotionally. It did break them spiritually, even physically. You know, people just fall in there and don't do anything. I exercise daily. I read books. You know, I, I did things to be productive and still moving forward. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm going to start incorporating, like I did last week, is through every every intermission, which was a great idea from Carlos Valdez. Thank you for the idea. Appreciate it. I think it was great, and we're going to keep keep moving forward with that. So I'm going to start sharing positive quotes during uh, after our, our intermission. So this week, it, this one comes out of a book called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. This is probably my all-time favorite book and um, definitely had one of the biggest impacts in my life. So this quote says, men are anxious to improve their circumstances, but they are unwilling to improve themselves. What do you think about that quote? You know, what's actually crazy, that ties directly into what we just talked about right right before this uh, we kick mm-hmm. back off. So as I was telling you, um, for me, the, a quote that I think goes great with that is, when one cannot look within, they look without. When no one cannot look without, they look within, right? Yeah. And the second one's the one you want to do. Mm-hmm. That means to me the exact same thing this is trying to say that most people want to look outwards for the issues in their lives and they don't want to look in the mirror and look inwards and say, hey, what did I do to A, not only contribute to this situation, but what can I I do to fix it? Instead of sitting and saying, you know, Eladio is the reason I'm in this situation. Eladio is the Mm -hmm. reason. From what he did Mm -hmm. or what they did, this is why I have to suffer this way. Mm -hmm. Understand if things go wrong here or there, Mm -hmm. but you're the one who has to turn that around. As I said Mm -hmm. before, it either makes you or breaks you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when someone gets angry, Nothing makes you angry but yourself. Now, you can get angry mm-hmm. at something I did, but you're the one who decides to get angry. I know it sounds mm-hmm. oversimplistic for some people, but it is just like, the, in my opinion, this quote is, it's a mind, it's a, it's a, it's perspective, man. Mm-hmm. Once you can see different perspectives on life, things get so, so much easier. Because then you realize Absolutely. you're not right. 
You yeah, know, you can't yeah. always be right. And once you're not always right, things get a lot easier because mm -hmm. then you can learn. I, I Listen, my life got so much easier when I started learning how to hold myself accountable for all of my actions. Because when I first went to prison, I was mad at the guy that snitched on everybody. I was mad at the prosecutor. I was mad at the judge. I was mad at the system. I was mad at the hood. I was mad at everything and everybody. Yep. I but I say, you know what, when I started uh, dissecting the situation, evaluating everything, I'm like, you know what, man, I put myself in this position. I chose to do this, be here, do that, be with this person, be with that person. So I started holding myself accountable because I, I realized that every time I blame somebody, I'm relinquishing power. Yep. You know, that means that I'm just a puppet to the world. That means everything people say or do, uh, you know, uh, uh, contributes to, 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 you know, the choices that I make. Absolutely. And, and I say, you know what, bro, I got to take that power back. I'm going to start holding myself accountable for all my actions, for all my decisions. And, and as I started doing that, I started watching righteousness and goodness manifest in my life and Absolutely. a lot of positive results even today since I've been home. Yep. You know what I mean? Showered with blessings, bro. Absolutely. You know, and, yep. I, and I love it like that. Yeah. You know, but but I realized even while I was in prison, I, I, I've said it so many times. I said I could wake up. I could wake up every day in prison and wake up as a prisoner and conduct myself as a prisoner. Or I could wake up every day like a student who looks at prison like I'm school and like I'm in school. And then every day I wake up learning something. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that just yep. started with me, Yeah. you know, absolutely. making them changes and adjustments where I want, I, I knew I couldn't change the environment I was in. 100%. So that's what had to change was me. Yep. You have to control what you can control and what you mm -hmm. cannot, you cannot put out. Absolutely. absolutely. Again, no one doesn't work the right way you want to, but they're your partner. You know, you can't control that. You mm -hmm. really can't. So you have to do the best you do. You don't sink down to their level. You don't say, all right, well, he's he's slacking off, so I'm going to slack off. Mm -hmm. What does that do for you, right? Mm -hmm. All that says, that's an excuse. Like you said, you want to give someone else that power, that's on them, right? But so I'm not going to do that just yeah. like you said. Like, I'm in control of my own life, and I know that. I know mm -hmm. that the things I do when I leave here that I did before here all shape my future, period, mm -hmm. end of story. And that's on me. That's not mm -hmm. anybody else. Now, there's things I can't control. When that does happen... I'll approach it as such, and I'll deal mm -hmm. with it when I when I, how I have to. Mm -hmm. But besides that, I'm going to make sure I do my best to stay in the situations I want to stay in. And you learn that through experience, absolutely. Because oh, you know the reason that you and I have so many good conversations is because the conversation itself is so fruitful. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people have a lot of conversations with bullshit content. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like I can't wait to hang up, or I can't wait. Uh, I got to get ready to go. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So I like to be able to have conversations that are fruitful, that are you know something you know breaking down some type of barrier, some absolutely. type of building. That's what in the joint we used to call it building sessions. You know what yep. I mean? 100%. Where we're exchanging knowledge, we're exchanging power, we're exchanging ideas. Yep. You know stuff like that. But while you were telling me your story. You were telling me how there was a point in your life where you started hanging around with some people with bad influence yeah, so, and stuff like that. So tell us a little bit about that. So when I was right around 17, um, you know, as I said, my mom was very blessed in what she was doing at the time, which is real estate. So I had a great opportunity to rent. It was it was half rent. It was a weird situation, but I got my own house when I was about 17. Thank God my mom helped me with that. Mm -hmm. And uh it was paying the rent. She lived there for a little bit with my sister. They moved out, and then I took over the house completely. And that's where I stayed for quite some time. And um, when that happened, you know, the thing was, is like, I, again, I love my mom to death, but there's certain things, like, we all have our flaws as humans, right? And I don't mm -hmm. put any of those on her because just like I have my flaws, she has hers. Mm -hmm. And uh, regardless, she, that woman took care of me. She's, I got n never a, a bad thing to say about my mother. Mm -hmm. But that being said, once I did get into my own house, I mean, I started hanging around just the wrong people. There was a few friends that, you know, you kind of have an idea of, of again, growing up on both sides of the fence, I knew what good and bad was. I had a very good perspective on, hey, this is stuff I should be doing. This is things that I knew my uncle that we both know. Mm -hmm. I knew this. I saw the route he was going down. I saw the route he'd come from. And I saw where it got him. And it almost got him killed. And then on the mm -hmm. other end of it, I saw the other side where it was like, okay, by keeping yourself around good company, around people who have... Not only just like-minded individuals, but positively like-minded individuals. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? People that have goals and they have all these things they want to do with their lives. Like you said, building. When you give someone an idea, that's you're giving them part of yourself, right? Because that's my idea to you, mm -hmm. right? I'm giving you that gift of myself and what I have to give to the world. Mm -hmm. Here's part of it, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sharing that with you like you're sharing yourself with me, right? Mm -hmm. And that being said, going back to what you asked, you know, I got, a, I got 
about three or four buddies who are just the wrong way. And I mean, next thing you know, it was going from Robert who had messed around with maybe dealing here and there and these kind of things to Robert who was, we're getting, picking up 10 bows and we're, we're dealing them all out in about two days, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, anyone who's familiar around here, we, we had literally the entire Rosio city. We supplied probably the entire bit of their 24 and under. That yeah. was us. Oh, absolutely. We, we pick up one day within eight to ten hours it was all gone i mean straight up and it was mm -hmm. moving heavy weight and you know you get uh like like we talked about you get enthralled man you get you get like caught up in this life like mm -hmm. this like you know you, you think you're bad right you're not carrying around a gun half the time i'm 17 years old carrying around a gun well, right? you feel powerful, feel powerful you, know, you right? got a gun you feel like you done leveled up with this shit, yeah, absolutely you know? right no one's saying me i don't care how grown you are how big you are like i'm a man now right so that's what you start to think and then you know we got into doing things I definitely shouldn't have been. I, I, you know, I never smoked more than weed in my life up until then. And then after that, you start doing all kinds of crazy shit that mm -hmm. honestly, again, to this day, I, I can't say I regret it because it did make me who I am, but I'm not proud of who I am at this point. You know, whereas that man at that time, what he, it was the cool thing to do, right? Oh, let's go mm -hmm. get fucked up with the boys. Let's do this. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, after a few really close calls, calls with, I mean, death, man, you know, thank God I never got locked up for more than, you know, any, any kind of time like that. But uh, I will tell you, you know, I've had a gun to my head more than four or five times. I've been Damn, shot at. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You hey. was going through it, boy. Hey, well, hey, I never hey. seen that in your future, you, bro. Uh, you, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And mm -hmm. for me at that time, that was an acceptable answer. You know, now mm -hmm. I'll, I'll whoop that. I'll whoop my own ass oh, up and down the street <laughs> if, I, if I could meet that man again. Yeah. And thank God, again, I, I grew from that. And mm -hmm. I didn't become deeper involved with it, you know. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, there was almost a time that I took a man's life. And when that mm -hmm. happened... That's when shit got real because mm -hmm. then afterwards, the after effects that mentally that had on me was what if, right? Like, mm -hmm. what if I would have done it? If yeah. I would have done it, where would I be now? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Would I have a cell next to you, possibly at the time, right? Who knows? Yeah, you never would have been. Could have been. Never, yeah, easily. Like, the difference in life and how the decisions we make, how they affect us so much. Again, that's why I come back to you, you make those decisions. It was me who put myself in that lifestyle. I didn't have to hang around those people. You see what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's not like I didn't have different friends who wanted to hang out. I chose to hang around in those environments. I chose to go do those things. I chose to grab those guns. I chose to do all that stupid shit that I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I was proud of it at the time, honestly, man. I can't even lie to you. You know, it's something that at the time, like, with all my other friends, it was like, I came from Allen Park right at that point. So I was I was the bad man on the block. No one fucked with me, you know? Yeah. My boys, they, they respected me. Other people knew who I was. They didn't mess with me. Mm -hmm. And it was because I had this this thing that I was trying to pull off, this person I was trying to be. That mm -hmm. I, I, I was never I was never that guy, honestly. To this day, I was never that guy. Mm -hmm. Now, I do feel that as, as a man, as a human, you have to have two sides of you. You have to have a side that... You, you have to be part monster. I believe that no matter what. No matter how docile you ha you are, you have to be able to, to take it to a certain point just to not only defend yourself, but to also, there's just situations in life where you have to be a monster. I truly feel that way. Whether it be um, something positive, I don't ever think it's a negative thing as long as, long as you're not enforcing it in a negative way. If you're mm -hmm. trying to be a bad person, th that's not what I mean by being a monster. I mean mm -hmm. someone who knows that they have that capability if they need to have it but doesn't ever use it. And that's just a practice and discipline, mm -hmm. you know? And that also is a humbleness. Like, we both know who we are at the end of the day. We both know what we're capable of, right? Mm -hmm. And you know that to this day, right? Nope, absolutely. But you don't, that, but that's not, that is you, but it's not you, correct? You know? It's it's what I'm capable of. Right. I'm, a, I'm very familiar with it because that's that's the part of myself I used to embrace. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the old story, the Native American story about the two wolves. You have a good wolf and a bad wolf and they both exist. Yep. And they fight. And the, yep. grand, and the grandson has the grandfather who wins. Yep. the one that you feed yep. the one that you cultivate Absolutely. so I, we all all everybody in this world has the ability to do good and to do bad it's about what you choose it's about what you cultivate it's about what you're trying to accomplish you know what yep. i mean and uh you know what's crazy i know i've been dropping these quotes but like you know me if we talk about it before i'm a, i'm very much oriented in having these philosophies to look on in life right mm -hmm. and to me when it comes to certain like analogies analogies are huge because when it comes to communication being able to bridge the gap of familiarity with where you came from and where I came from, if we're from two different worlds, that's huge. So when you find something we can relate to and you can put across a perspective very clearly mm -hmm. in a way someone else can go, oh, I didn't look at it that way, but now that you said it in this way, you yeah. know, I think I, I already told you when we were mm -hmm. at the gym, you know, I have a quote, it's, it's a poem that really, it's I told you, it's, uh, it's, I do not, my demons do not chase me, they are with me because I am them and they are me. 
which means that no matter what, they're they're inside me, man. I already Mm -hmm. know that. I also just, as you said, it's what you feed, though. That is Mm -hmm. that is as true as it gets. And and it's how you apply, you know, how you apply them. You know, it's important as men to be men of heart, to be men of courage. You Absolutely, yeah. And that, you know, there's a, t- there's a time where you got to be aggressive. There's yep. a time where you have to be assertive. Yep. You know? Absolutely. So you have to be able to be all of these things. Absolutely, yep. You know? And, um, you know, I will tell you, man, the, uh, this is a story that, you know, I'm telling you because we talked about it. And it's, it's a story that I'm going to tell you that anyone who watches this would never, never knew except for the few, mm-hmm. except for the one man who was there at that time. You know? In my lifetime, I have, I, I'm ashamed to say, but, you know, it taught me who I am. I, I've robbed a few places. Where mm-hmm. I've done some things. I've held some people at gunpoint myself. And, uh, you know, just being honest with you, again, it, it, I'll never forget. We pulled up in front of this place where we had already planned. We were going to go. We are going to rob it. We already had all. We had everything. And I'll never forget when my boy handed me an AK. And I just sat there with this thing in my hand looking at it, getting ready to walk into this building. And I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing, man? I thought of all the things and you know what's fucked up i thought of you too which is crazy because you were part of my life you're part of my life for a while right so you know our relationship goes way back and you know don't think i didn't see my cousin jessica used to come home throwing up all the all the crazy stuff and Mm -hmm. as a kid i'm thought that that was cool i'm like this is Mm -hmm. the life that's the life we live right i'm down for that like one day i'm gonna be that way and all these moments came up and then i knew you had been locked up for a minute at this point Mm -hmm. and all i thought was I knew the path you were on, which wasn't that kind of path until something happened in your life, which made you change a direct turn, right? Yeah. And when that happened, I said, I'm going to be in the same position. And I'm putting myself in this position. And that was when I got terrified of what I was doing, of who I was, of what I had become. And most of all, I got I got scared I wasn't going to be able to get back to who I used to be or find Ooh, my way back to what, like, where I need to be. Yes, you know? yeah, and, yes, yes. Um, it wasn't too long after that, man, that I, I cut ties with those guys. One of my boys ended up going to prison right after that, actually. Um, mm-hmm. He served uh, like seven years for, uh, it was actually, he was part of this giant thing where they were stealing credit cards and they, they'd ship them off and blah. It was a big old ring he was part of. Mm-hmm. But it was like 24 people got arrested for him. He was one of them. Wow. Um, yeah, and that brought a lot of the party to an end, too, you know. And yeah, uh, I just told myself, look, I, you know, I, I kicked the other roommate we had out. We started going, I started hanging out with my other friends who had more of a positive impact on me. I got a really good job at the time. Um, at the time I was going to school. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I started going to school for graphic design, actually. Okay. Uh, Baker College. Yep. Damn, that's sweet. Yep. And then uh, I got a job at Chrysler, thanks to my uncle and my dad. Connections, you know, life is about mm. connections, but that also comes back to what we talk about all the time. Being a good person, networking, mm-hmm. you only get those connections by being who you are genuinely. Absolutely. And then somebody got to put their name on you. And then when they, they got to put their word on you. Exactly, right? And once they can do that, and then to say, this guy's real, I don't have to worry about anything. I can fully give my, my endorsement on him because, hey, look, I know who he is, right? Mm-hmm. And that comes from just being a genuine person. Um, but once those things started going, I got a good job. I got told, hey, you know, my boss, he told I wanted, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be an engineer at the time. And I was told, look, you need to take a certain amount of class. You need to do this, this, and that. And we're going to have you start working in this field. We're going to get you going. And by the graces of God, I was able to do what I had to do, take my classes. Mm-hmm. And within maybe a year or two, I was working in the tool room. I was doing wow. tooling engineering with all the guys. I was reading blueprints. You name it, I was I was doing wow. it, man. at Chrysler? Yeah, I did that for yeah, quite me. a few years. Yep. I moved around a few plants. Um, you know, shout out to the eight mound truck. Anyone who's around here there, I know that place is a hellhole sometimes. But it is what it is, you know what I mean? Uh we again doing that, you know, kind of brings me into the next part is where it's like I started to evolve, right? Mm-hmm. And the evolution came from getting that better job. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, my grandfather used to say who was he was a Detroit police officer for thirty six years. So mm-hmm. he's seen it all, right? And he's ran the gang squad, the he was on the the Nor- Norco squad, all that he was he was ran it all, right? Yes, I remember. He's an Ayala, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. I, re- yep, I know yep. the name. Bob Ayala. Yeah, Trust man. me, the Help. gang squad with back in the days uh, with Phil Pop before he got killed with Packer with Hughes with. Ayala was a household name for gang squad. We yep. used to call them cranberries, uh, uh, gold letters. We used to be, yep. you, you know. knew what they were. Yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. knew what they were. They had to the jump out, boys. and boys come out, jump out the back and chase you while we spray paint or do whatever they were Getting do. crazy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Man. Absolutely. Damn. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, like I said, from there, man, I got a good job. I started hanging around positive people, honestly. People that mm. were just not in that lifestyle. And that's what began. That's what I was telling you. I remember a kid, man. I'm going to know my kid's friends. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
Because growing up, my mom worked a lot. My dad worked a lot. You know, not to throw shade on them because they're both great people. Mm-hmm. I had my issues with my father, yes. But, like, at the same time, you know, they, they worked hard. They gave me my sister as much as they could, right? And I respect them for that. You know what's crazy about, you know, that I remember about your parents is they were together, but they lived separately. And for I was like, wow. 19 years they were together. Like, how the hell are y'all together, but you don't live together? You yep. know what I mean? And I'm like... How does that work? You know. Yeah. Um. I mean, it was uh, it was interesting going back and forth. It's never something you want to be a part of. And then much. I and then I want to know how it impacted you as you grew up and in a relationship. Like, yeah. Well, so um, you know, as far as like that growing up, it was definitely something that was interesting. As I said, you gotta imagine going to your pops's house or your pops's family's house. Big nice house, nice things, right? You know, my grandmother's making me whatever you want, this and that. <laughs> to go into my grandmother's house on the other side, which, you know, my my grandmother, my mom's side, again, when I met her, she had been through a lot and she had found her way at that point. Mm-hmm. So I have nothing bad to say about her. But when it comes to other parts of my family, it was just a night and day difference. It was like going from, again, nice set up house, all this, to like, hey, we're just going to go hang out. And like you were sat in front of a TV and just left there, you know, because mm-hmm. that was the babysitting back then. And you yeah. were somewhere in the hood, and it was like, hey, you know, people are smoking <laughs> weed right next to you, and you're just a little kid, like, you know, I used to call them camel cigarettes. I remember that's how I got yeah. to get my dad in trouble because I used to go around my grandma and be like, dad smells like camel cigarettes. Because that's what he would <laughs> tell me they were, they're camel cigarettes. It was crazy. And, um, but going back and forth, you know, it it had more of a toll as far as seeing both sides of it, which again, I'm so grateful for, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, As far as all the other stuff, you know, I'll be real, like, my mom's side, my dad's side always had some kind of beef. I don't know why. That's that's, that's old blood beef that I don't even know about. I don't yeah, even ask him really because, like, yeah, you don't want to get caught up. I don't get caught up in none of that stuff, man. But it's there. So there was also that. Like, you know, I remember, like, again, some people on my dad's side hated some people on my mom's side. And that was like, that is the part that I didn't like growing up because that was very apparent. Yeah. There were certain things, like, um, so for instance, I have a sister, right? Now, my sister, her name's Whitney. Um, Technically, my half sister. We have different dads, but I will mm. tell you what: I'd never call her. I'd never even dare call her that. She's my sister yeah, through and through, blood in, blood no out. Doubt. Don't matter, right? And there'd be certain people that would always remind me, "No, she's not your sister. She's your half sister." So that's the one thing that really I took away from little things like that. Yeah, no that, doubt. Yeah, you know, as an adult, I never believed in that either. No, I, I no, no. My brothers, family's my brothers. family, man. Family's Flat family. Out. Man. You probably no got, I got nothing. family from the. We from ain't the doing joint. no half stepping. Yep, you know? exactly. Half, absolutely, man. And that's where again. Like, blood's blood, and, you know, growing up with these, like, these preconceived notions of you have to have, like, family's only family because it's only blood, mm-hmm. That that's a mistake. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. not many people have other, have someone to talk to. So when you find true family out there, people that, that ride or die, like, mm-hmm. there's ride or die anywhere, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thankful right now to have a partner in my life that she, she's my ride or die. That That's mm-hmm. it. Like, we do everything together. Like, that, we're on the, we try to be on the same page. Sometimes we're not. Let's be real. You know what I mean? That's a relationship. But mm-hmm. at the same time. Seeing my parents go through so much, I knew what I wanted out of a relationship and what mm-hmm. I didn't want out of a relationship. Like you said, those 19 years of them being together was, it was, uh, it was very impactful when you want from taking like a just straight standing back look at it. Did you ever try to play both sides, like get no from dad but get yeah from mom or vice versa? Um, you know? I don't know. They both fucked me up pretty bad if I did. So, <laughs> yeah. so and it wasn't even like that. Yo, mom, uh, Molly whopped the shit out you. Yeah, bah. shit. Yeah, you called the chunkle across the back of the head. Oh, you're not looking, man. Yeah. yeah, that's how they went. So, but, oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. It wasn't. A, it was some of that. Some of that, man. You know, you yeah. gotta try to get away with the yeah. shit. Yeah, that's about it. But um, so you and I, we ran into each other at LA Fitness. That's right. You know, I've been for ninety days already. I've been, I've been at LA Fitness. I love it. Feels good. My I man's hitting the gym every I day. I start my day out. You know what I'm saying? Getting it in, and I'd be ready for the world. You know, absolutely. But it was cool because you and I ran into each other. Since then, we've reconnected. We've had you know plenty of conversations to the point where you're here now. You know? Yeah. What I and mean? what's crazy is, remember, I just. I said, you're the first, you're the second Eladio I've ever met in my life. And then <laughs> I just described who, like, somehow I knew this and that. And you're like, is your cousin Jessica? And I was like, damn right. And next thing you know, pulled yeah. out the face mask. I'm like, that's Eladio Nino, man. It's been so yeah. Crazy, man. He's like, I know a guy named Eladio. I say, you do. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you do. Yeah, small world. I know we got the Well, let boy. me tell you yeah. something. Uh-huh. <laughs> I ain't met a lot of shit. man. That's crazy. But I think it's great, though, to have a job, you know, working at LA Fitness. Like, what got you into that? You told me to do kickboxing yep, and all yep. like that's pretty inspiring, you know. Yeah. And then you're a personal trainer. Absolutely. So, yep. 
you know, what got you into that? How did you get to that place? In your so, okay, this gets back to it, man. I was working for Chrysler for quite a few years. <clears throat> when I was about 26, I was about 215 pounds, man. And I was not looking good. Uh -huh. um, you know, a few events in my life really kicked me in the in the jaw with that one. But what had happened was, as I kept going and I, as I kept working with Chrysler, my jobs ended up changing. And as they started to change, it went from being someone who was like, working with your hands all day, working with people, talking all the time, mm. figuring out issues that were right in front of you that were technical, that, you know, really required or required some kind of like thought mm -hmm. into sitting you down with the giant blueprint and numbers and saying, we need you to match this number and that number together. If they're different, change it. And then, oh, by the way, there's literally probably 200,000 numbers in front of you right now. Damn. Have at it, right? Mm -hmm. So eight to 10 hours of that every single day, looking at a screen deck to a blueprint, little changes. Mm -hmm. And honestly, at the red tape of it all, of going like, well, I can't do this without talking to this guy. And that, it just dragged me down. And I wasn't, I wasn't being, I wasn't feeling uh, fulfilled at my job. You lost your interest, lost, lost my your interest. passion. Oh. Yep, I was overweight. I was miserable. You know, at the time, um, I was, I was just in a really dark place with myself. I mm -hmm. couldn't, you know, there'd be days I didn't want to see tomorrow, honestly, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, People would never believe that I had a great job. I used to have a challenge. I mean, I had it all, right? I bought mm -hmm. my house when I was 23, so I'm very blessed in that manner. Um, I'm, I'm 30 now. Yeah, and yeah, Ooh, and it, yeah. Well, oh, we're rolling good on it. You know, we're trying to pay that boy off coming up. You know, that that's the dream, yeah. right? But that's the goal. There are no dreams. Yeah. But my point is, with all that, is um, honestly, man, my cousin got into personal training. Got with this girl who got him into personal training. He said, "Why don't you come to the gym with me, man?" We started. I started off doing jujitsu, actually. So I started doing jujitsu, and my fat ass was the guy who was like, oh, I'm going to throw my 215 pounds on you and try to smother you out. Yeah. And then that worked for a little bit. And then I started getting rolled over and choked out. And eventually, <laughs> they are like, all Check right, I, yeah, I have to step it up a notch. So to step it up a notch, I realized, you know, I was an athlete in high school. I went to states for tennis and that. I played okay. high-level hockey. Yeah. Um, so I just knew I had to step my physical game I up. never knew anybody that played tennis. Oh, you know I mean? oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, then, that's cool. 20, 26 in the state, right here. Okay, there you yeah. go. Oh, yeah, 2008. 2008, yeah. Um, but anyways, so from there, um, I started doing jiu-jitsu, started losing a few pounds. Then I, I was like, let me go to the gym, because I was doing jiu-jitsu five days a week. Mm -hmm. Let me go to the gym two days a week. Let me split it up. From that point on, I decided that just at like a month in, I'm just going to go to the gym five days a week. I'm going to stop the jujitsu. I'll go back to it when I get some weight, when I get my stamina up, um, all those good things. And then from there, man, it became, I started to realize, I started doing uh, research into nutrition, right? I was a fat boy. So I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, how do I continue to be a fat boy but not have to actually be fat, right? <laughs> so little little knowledge bomb real quick yeah. to everybody listening. The more muscle you have on you, the more you can eat. Woo! Got a lot of muscles. Right, right, right. Eat a lot right. of muscles. So you work out six days a week and you're lifting, you can possibly eat three, four thousand calories, man. That's a lot. That is a whole bunch. You hear that? Yeah, that's like three pounds of chicken, bro, with some with some veggies on the side. I know it sounds some people aren't about all that. Burger King when I leave here. Yeah, no, oh, that's two oh, like a Whopper or two Whoppers yeah. or something. I guess you want to go. Tell out. me that. <laughs> but so the fat boy in me came out. Then also the part of me who just wanted to improve. I wasn't happy. And then my mental state started to improve through the exercise because my self-image started to improve. Mm -hmm. So now I started to get more confidence. I started to be able to talk to my, my friends better, start mm -hmm. to talk to just anybody. Yeah. You know, I started to come out of my shell a lot more. I was always the guy at, at any job, anybody who knows me, I was the guy who at work would just not say a word to you. I walked by, I was very quiet. I might head nod you real quick. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I was very docile, shy, I'd walk, get my job done, come home. Mm -hmm. The man that people know today, they know me as I'm wild, man. I'm crazy. You hear me? I, I yell at <laughs> party the animal. I get not even party. Just yeah. I'm, I'm out there, right? And um, I guess that must have always been me inside, but I had to find myself. Even and when so, I seen you in the gym, you're socializing. Hey, what's up? I yeah, yeah, I'm doing do the that. Thing. Oh, yeah, good job and all right, that. Right. I'm like, okay, dude. And so from there, I started to grow as a person because again, I got my mind right, and because I had done meditation back when I was younger, and that mm. helped me out. Because there's been a few times I say I've been to rock bottom three times in my life where, again, didn't even. You're just like, if it ended here, fucking got to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that really started to get me out of that that mindset, and it mm. really got me into the whole. Like we talked about, I can control this thing. So that means I'm in charge. And when you feel when you when you feel your entire life like you're on a roller coaster ride and you don't know what the next turn is, you're mm. going upside down. To all of a sudden someone say, "Hold up, hold up!" No, man, you've been in a car. You just don't know your ass is driving. That's why you're all <laughs> swaying that way because you think you're looking 
But all of a sudden, your wheels turn left. And you're like, oh, why is this going that way? Because you're in control, fool. And you're the mm-hmm. one who's not understanding that that's what's going on. Yeah. So find that out. Take control. Mm-hmm. Put yourself where you want to be. Get in your own lane. Mm-hmm. And honestly, stay in your lane. People, like we talked about, are faking. You're not the best. We're not the smartest. Mm-hmm. We are good at what we do. And mm-hmm. improve on your skill. Spread that skill. You know, spread what you can on that. And uh, that's what personal training got me. So mm-hmm. all these things, I realized, man, I got down to like one, 180, and I was Damn, looking solid. Good. I'm 170 right now, but I was 180. I was looking solid, man. And I just, all my friends and people would be like, how do you do it? What are you doing? So I started slowly helping people here, showing people this. Found a real passion for it, especially because the mental aspect of it was I took myself from a place I never thought I could get out of mm-hmm. to a place where I never thought I could go. And wow. in that... Damn. In doing so, I was able to make the realization that, again, anything you want, you can have. Just straight, you got to start. Like mm-hmm. this whole thing right here. What, mm-hmm. How'd this start, man? What what really got you to like, a conversation. This, I'm going to do this? A conversation. Right. And I look at I you got, I got a phone call from Jose. He got, had an idea, and I had an idea, and we've been rolling out since, bro. Absolutely, right. And, and we've been just growing, networking, progressing. Yep. We got people reaching out to us from different places. You know what I mean? Like everybody's getting down because they see it's real man and, and it's solid you know what i absolutely. mean absolutely yep no but listen um so you brought an item i always ask my guests to bring yes. an item for show and tell yeah and uh so i want you to share a little bit about the story with the item that you brought yep so again you know my mom's very near and dear to me and uh the thing about my mom is she never knew her dad and my sister knew her dad he wasn't really in her life you know, it, 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 the unfortunate theme in my life is a lot of the females in my life just don't really have the best relationship, if any, relationship with their father. My cousins, just, you know, my sister, my mom, a lot of these people. So when I look at this birth certificate, this is what I brought. I bought a birth certificate. You know, the thing that just stands out to me every single time is when it says father of the child, just straight not stated. And to me, when everything you are, like you're created from two people, right? Like one, Absolutely. there's just two people. There not never be three people. There's two people that create mm-hmm. you. To not know half of, of where you come from, that, that hits me home. You know what I mean? So what, when I look at this, it tells me two things. It tells me I respect my mother. I respect her and I respect my grandmother, right? Mm-hmm. For being able to do the best she could for my mother and my aunt and then my uncle. And although I know things made it the way they were, where my mom did grow up in the system for a lot of her life, mm-hmm. either way, regardless, my, my grandmother, she still helped my mom through as much as she could, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the all that's all anyone can ask, right? So when I look at this, um, it just reminds me who I want to be and who I don't want to be, you know. And then it also brings me a little closer with my mom because, you know, my mom will tell you if she was here. She's lived in like 15 different states. She's been to probably 20 different schools, kicked out of half of them. Wow, um, damn. Yeah, I didn't know you yeah, wild like yeah, that. Yeah, damn, Teresa. Oh, I'll show you some pictures of her and, her <laughs> and my aunt just with like knuckle gloves on like this. It's, it's straight hilarious, man. You know, I seen your mother, me and my lady, we were at uh at Heritage Park in Taylor. She's in there. And that's we her. were just taking a walk and I seen her and she seen me and, and you know, it was good to see her, man. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, and, and uh, you know, she seems to be doing well for herself. So yep, she's living with my too. sister right now, helping raise my niece. So that's good. Okay. So yeah, having a little family home there. So uh, she's all my niece is always seeing her grandma stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good, man. Keeps everything tight knit. Yeah, but yeah, so that's what this is, man. Like I said, this means a lot to me. I've had it. This is the original too, so this is the one. As you can, it's all tattered. You and can stuff. tell that boy. Yeah, right? it's, it's gonna fall apart. Feel that boy. Yeah, it's yeah, tissue paper now, man. Straight yeah. tissue paper. So one, the yeah. goal would be to one day get this Put frame that in for a frame. Or absolutely, something. man. Yep, absolutely. And I just gotta get uh get my grandmother's now because that's another one who, you know, the thing that gets me. And again, this always reminds me that. We grew up our whole lives without knowing who the other, like, like the partner I'm with now, my girlfriend, her name's Sarah. Um, Love you, babe. Uh, What's up, Sarah? She's <laughs> over there. She can't see her. She's over there. She's embarrassed. Um, No. No, but um, the thing is, is that, like, I tell her all the time, she didn't know half the stuff about me. She knew some of it because I, I had told her, but a lot of stuff she didn't. So... So how does that feel? She's over there like, oh, Lord. Oh, well, I, 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 I was, I was hoping that? I get a pass on today. Um... <laughs> She like, you did. (laughs) That being said, though, it's like, um, I just feel like, you know, you look at your family and stuff, and you got to ask who they were before you knew them. Because, like, I'm 30 years old, but my dad's 54. I didn't know 24 years of this man's life. You see what I'm saying? I have no clue what's going on there. I don't know what, did he get in many fights in school? All these things, right? So you have these questions you ask. And that is the one thing where I just, you know, if I could tell anything to anybody, like I said, find out someone else's story. If Mm -hmm. If you hear this and you're doing something right now, like, and you had those questions, ask them. 
they're more than willing to share, you know, mm -hmm. and through that, you get to, you get a, a deeper bond with them. And then when you can take that outside of just family, that's how you start to connect with people, right? Because mm -hmm. you start to ask them, who are they before the, min the minute I met you, right? Mm -hmm. Before this one moment right now in time where we cross paths, who, tell me about yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And from there, you know, you meet the best people that way. You know, you're gonna find mm -hmm. people you don't like to meet for sure that you hate, mm -hmm. but I mean. But even then you learn something from even people who you don't get yeah, along with absolutely. or don't agree with or just black and white type of, you know, mentality, but you still learn something from them. 100%. Like we had officers that were absolute sticklers, yeah. you know, and I, they love sending guys to the hole. They love getting guys to cuss them out and threaten them and all that good stuff. Right to the hole. But you, it right? was all about mind control, bro. Absolutely. It didn't matter about how many laps you could run, how many push-ups you could do, how much weight you could push. Mind is the master, bro. Absolutely. You know what I'm yep. saying? You 100%. can move mountains with your mind. 100%. You know? Yep. So tell us, what does the future for Robert Ayala look like, man? So, you know, one thing that uh, with the with the personal training, I got into personal training, you know, um, with the personal training came one big thing, and this is where my future, I hope, I hope goes. So I realized that it's all a mental game. What I would love for my future to, to, to entail, what I'm really working toward, what the goal is, is to start something kind of like what you got going here to inspire people. Honestly, man. Mm -hmm. Now I also understand, like I said, I know my lane and what my lane is, is I know, I know about the body. I know about nutrition. I know how, I know how I can change your life. Not only physically, because and I say that because I know that once I start to get you changed physically, it's going to change your mental. Aspect, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, um, through this whole journey, I've actually, I think we talked about it, I'm actually sponsored by a, uh, can I do a quick shout out real quick? Absolutely. I'm, I'm sponsored by a company called Buddy Lee Jump Ropes. Um, Thank you, Buddy Lee, for uh, for having uh, having me on your team. And I'm a sponsored jump rope athlete. So what I do, for real? yeah, so so if you ever look at my Instagram, um, you'll see I post videos of there all the time. Uh, me and my girl were traveling a lot last summer for her work. Um, and I was able to hit these different parks, get a few Where would they there. be able to find them? Um, so Instagram them? mainly, uh, the handle is Roboito, R-U-H-B-O-I-T-O. It's me with some stupid face on it. Roboito. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's from uh, The Water Boy. Yeah, The Water Boy. Roboito, your dad. He changed his you name to, to Roboito. He yeah. thought it was Don Boy Exotic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's he tackled his ass at the end. Yeah, yeah. tore his ass up. <laughs> um, but that that's what the future holds, man. I really want it through through the power of movement. It sounds so crazy, but just moving your body, man. You realize that's where the self-control starts, right? Standing up, doing something when your alarm clock rings and you get up on the first time, not not snooze number three. That's you. <laughs> and that's how you build habits, right? And building those habits builds a better you, builds a better mindset. Absolutely, you set bro. yourself up for success. I love being in motion, bro. Absolutely. You know, I had outgrown prison, bro. Yeah, right. You know, right I had right, outgrown right. that place. Like, right. like, that's one thing about me is I'm always outgrowing my environment, bro. And you should be. You know what I mean? And that's how I know that I'm just always evolving. Evolving, yep. bro. Absolutely. I'm always learning, you know, I'm always doing, you know, mm -hmm. I, you got to be in motion, bro. Yep. That's the name of the game, you know, live yes, and let live, baby. Let's move forward. So uh, thank you, brother. It's been a pleasure having always. you here. Thanks for but, having me. I really appreciate it. But before I let you go, I'm definitely going to let you put your name on the wall of fame, man. Okay. Hell yeah. You Where know? we at? Where we doing? So uh, we're going to get you a marker. Okay. You know, come over here. We're going to transition over here. And it got me upset. Living in that very This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.